All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Oilers Nation After Dark, presented by Boston Pizza and the new playoff menu presented by Fanalytics. I think a lot of us might want to head down to BP's after this one, maybe have a drink and enjoy some uh, some of their brand new playoff menu items. Some great stuff there. We'll talk about that more later on in the show. First, of course, the Oilers, they dropped game three to the Vegas Golden Knights, five to one. Great start. Got terrible quick, and it just did not get any better for the Edmonton Oilers. Now the Vegas Knights take a 2-1 to series lead. Next action will come on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock down at the Ice District. Game number four tonight on the show. We've got Cam. Some of you know him as a Coombsy. We'll also have Aaron Bordado back behind the scenes, keeping us on track. He's taking a night off from Greta. He says he needs a break. So he's going to join us here on Oilers Nation after dark. A weird game for the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, if you were on Betway today and you were thinking, I just want some free winnings, McDavid over a point, Drysidel over a point, Hyman, Kane, you would have lost. But that's how it goes sometimes. If you're going to gamble on Betway, do so responsibly. Be 19 plus. Uh, we'll share some predictions for Betway later on in the program. Uh, hello, everyone watching on YouTube and Facebook, both platforms. Make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe as well. Maybe watch it again tomorrow. Get those views up. Uh, my question for everybody watching on YouTube and Facebook. Give me an oiler who you thought played well. 
that's what I want to find out here. I threw this question out on Twitter, and Warren Fogel came up a lot. Derek Ryan, Matthias Janmark, were the, not Matthias Janmark, Matthias Ekholm, were the names that were kind of thrown out there for Oilers that played okay. You give them a passing grade, but there were far too many passengers tonight. Let me know, though. Who do you think played okay? We'll get to those names later on. I'll uh, we'll see even one here for Costin Pizza. That might not be about a good player, but it might just be referencing Boston Pizza and their fantastic playoff menu. All right, let's get things going with Coombsy in a second here with the good, the bad, the oily. Brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstone Insurance broker, Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokers with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use the discount code nation for an exclusive rate. Find out why Cornerstone Insurance Brokers are ranked amongst the best in Alberta. For this, we bring in Cam, of course, with Oilers Nation, Blue Jays Nation. Cam, good evening. How you doing? I'm not doing great, Connor. That was a very unfortunate one to watch. I'm happy that is over with. That was painful. I, I respect your honesty there. And uh, 100%, I think you're kind of speaking uh, speaking to the people here. They probably all agree with you. That was a tough one. Uh, we did have to find something good, though, for this segment brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Shout out to Cornerstone. Uh, we said fast start. I joke we could have said it's over. We don't have to watch any more of this game because once it wrapped up, it was a little bit of a relief, I think, after maybe the midpoint mark of that game. We knew it was done. But uh, the Edmonton Oilers, they did have a good start, and it did come from a guy who a lot of people were hoping would get on the score sheet. Only 245 in. Uh, Warren Fogel gets his first of the playoffs the Oilers have had good starts uh, it's what followed that that kind of sucked but good start yeah I think um it, I'll be honest with you it's a it was a it was a weird outcome given the way the second game went you really thought that they would have carried all the momentum into their home stadium in front of their own fans and you know beating the wheels off of Vegas in game three, but it's never not, it's never that simple. So yeah, I guess if we're going to find one positive, I think that third line played a pretty solid game. You have Warren Fogel, he picks up the goal, Ryan McLeod, Derek Ryan, they were involved. They were pushing the puck up ice, getting it in deep, getting it towards the net. Uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, you go ahead on Vegas and they look pretty pensive to start off. I mean, I think they had what happened in game two in their minds and they were worried about taking penalties, worried about being too physical. And they were kind of sitting back. The game was really right there for the picking for the Oilers and they just didn't capitalize. I know we're supposed to be trying to be positive right now, but all I can really think about when we talk about the good start is, geez, how did they not keep their foot on the gas like they did in game two they had such a good start in game two just kept going wave after wave after wave and it just didn't happen this time so strange strange thing to watch yeah 100 percent. i mean dry settled that chance in the early part of the game didn't capitalize though you know the answers here for who who played okay i mean i don't think anyone was great but a lot of fogel mcleod Derek ryan and a couple a couple of people actually even throwing out philip roberg's name in there so yeah, uh, interesting on the Facebook chat. How about this one? Ron says, McTurnover, Hyman, Nuge, Kane, we're all passengers. Nuge would be a good leaf. No show when it matters. I mean, he had a pretty good playoff last year, but uh, th- I mean, the criticism of Nuge and Hopkins, I would say, are extremely fair uh, right now. Guy needs to get on the score sheet. And like that shot selection on the power play there, there was nothing to shoot at. And he just tried to force it. I mean, it, it kind of, I think, shows you where where they are right now. Uh, with the good comes the bad. There's lots of bad we could get to here. Uh, for all, We're just going to say lack of calls. I thought Uramchik had a pretty good tweet about uh, just the refs kind of worrying about 
putting the Oilers power play out there. And there was certainly some calls that could have been made. Uh, the one that stands out, the, the missed high stake on Kyler Yamamoto goes the other way, ends up in the back of the Oilers net. And that's kind of where I think it snowballed there. But there were, there were a few calls. I think the refs could have made, maybe chose not to. The Oilers don't get their first full two-minute power play till the end of the game when it's 5-1 and it doesn't matter. So we're just going to say the bad was the lack of calls. Yeah, I think um, from an Edmonton perspective, and I mean, I'm going to admit some bias here, of course. <laughs> I'm taking the Oilers' perspective here. I think if the refs are going to do the game management thing and they're nervous about letting the Oilers' power play operate, given they've scored on 50-60% of their chances throughout the playoffs, they're scared to do that, then at least just put the whistles away entirely. Let, you know, if you're, if you're not going to call those pretty blatant high sticks, they're pretty hard high sticks, too. The one on Kyler Yamamoto in the first period, another one, too. It's just escaping me who got hit. Um, you know, if you're going to miss that, then go ahead and miss the other stick infractions and everything else the Oilers are doing and just keep it a five on five game. I'm not going to blame the refs for this loss. I mean, the Oilers put a dreadful effort out mm-hmm. five on five and the, the series is not going to be one on the power play. Uh, the series is going to be one at five on five. That's the way it is. They have to play a better game. But from a refing perspective, again, if you don't want that power play out there, then do it evenly both ways. Just make it a five on five game. 100%. I, yeah, I don't want it to, to come across here like we're blaming the refs. I mean, the Hamilton Oilers, they were dreadful. There was a lot of bad we could choose from. Uh, you know, I talked about, you know, if you want easy money, typically with Betway, McDavid or Settle, you wouldn't get a big payout, but you could take over 0.5 points. Tonight, it wasn't there. The shots weren't there. Hyman, uh, McDavid, and Drysaddle all finishing under three shots, like, or three are under. So, uh, just wasn't good enough effort from the big stars. And, you know, for Vegas, those guys showed up. Uh, we get to the Oily now, and the Oily tonight uh, has to be its familiar territory. The Edmonton Oilers went through this exact same thing against the LA Kings just a couple weeks ago. Uh, lost game one, game back in one, game two, and then lost game three. In fact, uh, they almost lost game four if it wasn't for an outstanding comeback and Jack Campbell coming in and kind of shutting the door. Uh, they go down to one that they've been here before. They know how to rebound. They just can't have a repeat of that performance like we saw last series in game four. No, definitely not. I mean, I think game four of, of last series against the Kings, you know, LA goes up three, nothing in the first period, then they battle back. Then it's the overtime goal. You don't want to rely on that happening again. Plus you also had, like you said, the 27 save performance from Jack Campbell again. That was awesome. If that happened, wouldn't bank on it again. Uh, I think a lot of people, um, maybe we're all kind of, kind of, victims of doing this is we thought the second round series again was going to go like how it did last year it felt like last year calgary in that first game that they won nine to six the oilers couldn't really they were just kind of feeling the series out they just played la it was a slow grind of a series then things opened up and the flames played that great first game then the oilers came back and just beat the wheels off them the rest of the way it felt like that was going to happen again this year after game two but they just the Oilers simply just didn't keep it up and they have to go back and find that game again because, man, you really don't want to be going down three to one to Vegas, heading back to Vegas. Goes without saying, that's very obvious. 100%. Uh, we got some chat here. Uh, Odon Facebook Hill was pretty good in this one. Yeah, he came in, made 23 saves on 23 shots. I mean, I don't know how many were necessarily grade A opportunities. The Oilers, I don't know. I mean, none really stand out to me being massive saves, but he shut the door. He did the job. Uh, Stuart Skinner tonight allowed four goals on 23 shots, 826 save percentage. Jack Campbell came in with six for seven. And uh Emperor Soir, hate to see what happened to him. I, I'm i not even going to try to guess what it was. It seemed to be when he pushed across, and it was immediate. The stick was out of the hands. He tried to get up. The trainer said to help him. Uh, so hopefully LB is okay and uh, 
can uh, bounce back strong. The former Oiler and Oil King, wish and nothing but the best for him. Uh, Aiden Hill coming in here, Cam. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what that guy's pregame regiment is to to stay focused and be ready for it, but uh, he he was locked in when the puck uh, came his way, and you know that stabilizing force. I mean, the Oilers maybe not their best chances, but. You know, Derek Ryan got in his grill a little bit to, you know, Aiden kind of drop the people's forearm into him. I mean, he seemed pretty solid. The Oilers just couldn't find a way to get it past him. Yeah, it was a weird thing. Again, it's one of those other things that pointed in Edmonton's direction this game where all the things kind of made you think, hey, look, they should win this game. This game three, everything's going in their favor. Um, Aiden Hill comes into the game and you think it's going to be a game changer for the Oilers. Vegas loses their starting goalie. And while Brossois hasn't necessarily been fantastic, Aiden Hill has virtually zero playoff experience in his NHL career. So he's coming in completely cold. And it was, you know, like you said, you see players, Derek Ryan, Clem Cost, and they're kind of getting into his grill a bit. But it's not like there was a fresh goalie between the pipes and the Oilers. We're just going gangbusters, everything at the net, crazy pressure, pressure, pressure. No, they still kind of sat back and waited and didn't bring that energy. It really felt like they had a great opportunity to capitalize on. I mean, you never want to, I'm not trying to say like you're cheering for an injury and you capitalize or anything by that stretch, but you know, the other team has to put in their backup cold goalie and they can't really capitalize. They don't bring the energy. It was, it's a, it's a shocking thing to see. And to Hill's credit, man, like you're ready to just come into the game and post a shutout after that pretty much like, good for him honestly like the this this looks like it could be a turning point for the golden knights so the oilers have to bring a significantly better effort in the coming games here because hill looks like he's dialed in and brissois didn't really before that 100 percent, and i mean that's it this time of year you kind of find out who's who's built for it and aiden hill one game we'll see if it continues i mean there i think there's a lot of people kind of worried about you know you go from a 5-1 victory to a 5-1 loss uh things they have to fix, but Hey, Vegas lost five, one, and then came back and won five, one. So, so things can change very quickly in these playoffs and it'll be a whole different game. Now, Kama, I don't know. This is how I think it of it. And, you know, you, you lose four, three and the team's probably going into it and says like, Oh, you know, Hey, we, we were one bounce away from tying this game up, played. Okay. You lost five, one tonight. Like the Oilers got their ass kicked tonight. I, I think there's got to be a lot of discussion and it might come from the coaching staff. This is what you did wrong. This is what you did wrong. This is what you did wrong. We were not one bounce away from winning this or tying this game. We got it handed to us. So I, I think, you know, there is an opportunity, a coaching opportunity here to to let the guys know. And you, know, and you can't fall on that all the time, but you lose a game in this for, start, start of fashion. I feel like, you know, you, you can expect a better performance. I would say, I think on Wednesday at eight, eight o'clock when they meet for game four. Yeah, you'd think so. I think I think, you know, you look back to the L.A. series and the two games they lost were those back breaking, heartbreaking, awful overtime losses. And coming back from that's one thing because it's frustrating. Sometimes you play a good game and it just doesn't work out. A bounce goes in their team's favor and that's just the way it is. But in a game like this, you can pretty much just wipe it, throw it away and say, geez, that was, you know, one of the worst efforts we've put forward in a long time. And the result was very predictable. I mean, go back and look at the schedule. And when was the last time the Oilers got their asses handed to them this badly in a game? What, two months ago, probably? Because they <laughs> just had a huge stretch where they didn't lose a game in regulation since mid-late March. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be an interesting challenge for them because, like I said, they haven't gotten their asses handed to them in a game in quite some time. So they're now going to have to kind of take a look internally and be like, what was going on with that effort and how are we going to bring another a better one next time yeah they lost 7-4 to the maple leafs in early march 
Just want to see here because maybe that was an empty net goal that that made it uh, seven four. They went up early in that game too. They were up, I think, three to one in the first period, and they and they blew the lead. <laughs> there you go. They didn't even really get their asses handed them in this game. It, it's been a long time since that's happened. So this is kind mm-hmm. of it's it's similar territory and they're down two to one in the series, but it's not really similar territory and they got pumped in the game. Uh, looking in the YouTube chat here on Oilers Nation After Dark, presented by Boston Pizza and the Playoff Menu, powered by Fanalytics, uh, there is a little conversation about Evander Kane and the penalty at the end of the first period. Oilers down two one. He takes a run at Petriangelo. I mean, I thought it was stupid. I if you run him, sure, you know, go shoulder to shoulder, hit him into the boards. The cross check seemed a little bit useless. I know they didn't score on the power play. But, you know, you're shorthanded, which takes away some momentum going into the second. Uh, kind of a, a silly decision there by Kane. But that's what happens. He plays on the line. Sometimes he crosses it. Yeah, that's kind of just the way his game is. Is This is what he does. It, it had been a pretty... A pretty ho-hum first period for the others. They had the nice little start in the first few minutes. And then also don't forget Vegas had just scored off of kind of that whole frustrating uh, sequence where I think it's Jack Eichel who gets the stick up on Yamamoto and then he brings the puck up ice and he's the primary assist on the second March or so goal. So I guess from Edmonton's bench's perspective, you're probably pissed off that you've seen probably one or two or three, maybe by then pretty blatant high stick. So then you're Evander Kane, you run in, you want to do something about it. You get your stick up into your opponent's face. One of Vegas is better players, Alex Petrangelo, maybe their number one defenseman. Um, yeah, that's what Kane does. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, you saw things kind of heat up there at the end of the first period, and unfortunately, the Oilers couldn't really build on any sort of momentum. They kill off that penalty, and then it's just continually just kind of stale feet. I also do wonder, I was thinking, if all the stuff from game two, all the extracurricular stuff kind of got in the Oilers' head, and that's why the energy was as weird as it was for game three for them. I'm not really sure if that's what happened, but something to consider because it feels like almost the last period of the game, the Oilers go into it and they're dominating the whole game too. And then the game kind of goes sideways and just turns into kind of a, kind of a gong show after that. So I wonder what that did for the momentum. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was weird. And even after that goal, I mean, I was kind of watching who, who's, Jay Woodcroft going to send out there. And I thought you might go with the top line, but he went uh, with Ryan Fogel and McLeod. And, you know, they had better games or good games. Uh, but I mean, I thought 40 seconds left, get your top line out there. They weren't out there for the goal against. Let them try to get something in your favor. And then, you know, eventually they, they get out there and Evander Kane does that. Uh, why don't we bring in our producer, Aaron Bordado, to join us uh, in the conversation here. Uh, Aaron, if he looks familiar, then you've probably been down to Greta to watch the Oilers Nation watch parties every away game. So there will be one on Friday. Aaron, uh, you, you've been doing some damage, I've heard. Yeah, I've honestly done more damage to my own body than I have <laughs> to Greta. But... Hey, it's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. So, you know me, dude, it's been too much fun there. I took the night off tonight. Couldn't uh, try try to stay away from downtown. It was rainy. So this was the night to be off. And uh, we will be back on Friday again. Tyler will be here. So me and him will be tag team and hosting. And if you haven't been yet, Greta is a blast for these watch parties. <laughs> I'm giving away Oilers merch packs. I'm giving away tourism Jasper packs. We're giving away dog patch gift cards, real hawk beef jerky gift cards. I gave away a signed Leon Dreisaitl jersey the other day. Like, it's unreal. Come on down. We still got Friday. I don't know if there's availability, but you can definitely walk in. And then you can come have a beer with me. 
I've been telling people to go and tell them that you have to buy them one. So I don't know if anyone's taken you up on that one, but uh, yes, you can re- make your reservations now. GretaBar.com slash book or text five, eight, seven, four, one, eight, eight, five, zero, seven. And uh, Aaron, I was told pop-up shop there. If anyone wants to grab some Oilers nation gear like this, well, it's kind of cut off there, but yeah, like this shirt here. Oil up baby. Oil up comes in two different colors. Is that showing it? Oh yeah. You can also get it in uh, black and blue and get the hats, get the gear, head down to Greta on Friday, make your reservations or try to walk in. It is a little bit of a, a risk though with that one. Uh, we've got you both here. So Cam goalie who starts on Wednesday, you're going back to Stuart Skinner or does Jack Campbell get the nod? Yeah, I am. I think, I, I, and this was kind of my logic in the first round after Campbell had that nice performance in the game changing or the series changing game four. He's he's had good games throughout the season, but there's never been a stretch where Jack Campbell's played well for a period of time. And I don't think you're banking on that finally happening in May. Even if he comes out and puts out a great start in game four and the Oilers tie the series, I don't know. Are you comfortable he's going to play well in game five and six, potentially game seven into the next round? I'm I'm honestly personally not. Stuart Skinner has been the guy all year for them. He's had some games where he plays poorly, many where he bounces back and plays well. He's been solid, hasn't been in amazing playoffs, but it's been ride or die with your rookie goalie all year. So I think that they should just ride it the rest of the way. What do you think, Aaron? I agree completely. I mean... Tell me if I'm wrong in the chat, but I didn't think Skinner deserved to be yanked in that game. I didn't think he was the issue. I mean, and what was the last one? Was the last one the White Cloud one? That was an absolute snipe over the shoulder? Like Eichel. Okay, yeah. And that was another snipe. I mean, Bouchard fell. Like, once again, I don't don't really put that on Skinner. And he did make some crazy saves. He made that sprawling one out on March or so, I think, for his attempt at the hat trick with his toe and, like, he was making saves that we needed. But once again, I agree with Cam. You ride the guy that got you here. In my opinion, Jack Campbell is too much of a head case to put in in the middle of a playoff series like this. And I'm riding with my guy. What about you, Connor? Yeah, I mean, and that's the way I think Jay will go. I think they'll have confidence that Super Skinner can bounce back. He's shown that he can. He, You know, mentally, I think he, he's a guy who lets it just I don't know, water off his back, whatever it is. Memory of a goldfish, Ted Lasso, you know? And, and I was, I saw the graphic that they did put out there for Stuart Skinner. Uh, blocker high, he's been beat five times this playoff. Blocker low, five times. Five hole twice. Low glove four times. And high glove 13 times. Last two goals, White Cloud and Eichel on him were both high glove. So I wonder if there might be a bit of a book out on him now. That's where you beat him. Maybe something he's going to have to work on. But, uh, you know, the White Cloud goal, like he just walked in. Uh, unimpeded uh i think he lost fogel on the blue line stepped right in uh the eichel goal same sort of thing right walks right in evan bouchard blows a tire and it's it's just a, a tough situation for your goalie to save you'd love him to make that safe but yeah i think they they go back let us know in the chat on youtube facebook uh, what do you think do you go back with Stuart skinner or do you give jack campbell a shot Stuart skinner tonight as i mentioned earlier uh 826 save percentage, 23 shots faced. He had 19 saves, allows four. Campbell on the flip side, six for seven, obviously. In a- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A little bit uh, less garbage time. More garbage time, less oh, commotion. The game was over, yeah. Uh, nine save percentage, six of seven. So, yeah, let us know in the chat. Uh, make sure you hit that like button as well. Uh, Cam, what do you think about Zach Hyman tonight? Uh, we saw him go knee on knee, and it looked like he was trying to gut it out there. Uh, obviously, at times, just looked like he – I mean, something was wrong, but he still – well, 14 minutes played. What do you think about him and, you know, any concern for you going forward? Yeah, you kind of wonder if he's nursing an injury or something. I know he also got uh, stood up pretty good in the second game. It was uh, the Vegas defenseman, Braden McNabb, I think it was, and they had a bit of a kerfuffle after that. Uh, if Zach Hyman has, I don't know, he hasn't really been the same Zach Hyman in the playoffs so far, so you kind of wonder, is, is this something nagging? It's that time of year where you're never going to hear a peep about any of those things, like if he's you know, got something going on with his groin or his knee or his ankle, elbow, whatever it is, you're never going to hear. So we can make assumptions, but it is what it is. The players are just going to have to kind of grind through it, and that's just the time of year that we're at. Yeah, I think, I mean, you saw him go knee on knee. He was definitely in some pain, but I got to give it. That's why I love Zach Hyman is he's, he's a grinder. He's a play. He's a power forward. He's a, he's a playoff guy. He was definitely hurting out there. There was one specific play. It was like a loose puck back in our end. And you could see him turn on the jets that it hurt, but he turned it on. He won the race. He won the battle. And then he got kind of shoved in the boards and he immediately was like, shit. Like you could tell, so I appreciate that. I mean, he's battling. It's like dry last year. I don't want them to tell me what it is because then the Vegas Knights will know what it is. I don't want Ryan Rashog to be out there tweeting <laughs> what the injuries are. I don't want none of that happening again. But if we're going to talk about players who are not playing the way we're used to seeing them, it's my guy, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I was telling Connor right before the show, I have bet on a Ryan Nugent Hopkins anytime goal for the last six games in a row. <laughs> and I can't stop because, as any good gambler knows, the moment I stop, he's going to bury the next one. So we just keep going. But, I mean, Maybe I that's don't what know. he needs. He I does stop betting on Yeah, him. honestly, at this point. And then but, he's going to score. But, no, I, I, need to, I need to make those units back. i got to make those <laughs> units back. <laughs> well, you got to make the sacrifice for the team, man. If yeah. you're cursing him, you got to stop. He's going to pop off next game with two or three goals. Let me know in the chat if you want me to stop betting on a new Jenny time goal. Yeah. Aaron Willis. And maybe I will. You'll even bet the under, right? Like so that he won't score. 
Whoa, 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 God. Exactly. Let's, uh, <laughs> and then tweet him and let him know on Twitter and whatever social media he has. Slide into his DMs, tell him, you know, and then I'll turn things around. Better. Yeah, yeah. Take it to the Oilers office. Please I give see, us some please information. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. People are asking you to stop. Uh, I think you got to stop. Maybe I'll make you a poll. Have to, yeah, you have to. You have to. Yeah, do the poll. Should Aaron continue to throw money down on Ryan Nugent Hopkins to score a goal? I've been kind of riding Nugent Hopkins' goal for my Betway prediction. Uh, that might stop. We'll see. Uh, you know, one thing we we should say, you know, since we know this game is going to go to a game five, at least there will be a game in Vegas for, on Friday. Maybe even uh, another game on, I guess, Sunday, Mother's Day, and then another game. But if you want to head out to uh, check out the Oilers in Vegas, best way to do so, AMA Travel. Uh, your M. Chuck obviously was down there. Jay begged milk. They had a good time uh, down in Vegas. Got up to a lot of fun stuff. If you want to do that, check out amatravel.ca. Also, cruises, insurance for your travel, vacation packages, guided vacations, and coach tours hotels, car rentals, attractions, and tickets. Also, you can save on luggage. So check it out at AMA. I told the people I was there last Friday. They made it very quick and easy. So shout out to AMA. Uh, We do the out-of-town scoreboard, but the Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights were the only team tonight. So we'll keep it uh, just locked in here. Uh, Okay, so Shauna says they can't score if there's no penalties. Well, they scored once, but uh, point taken very well. Dan says, waste of money. I think referring to you... (laughs) Uh, Aaron, so I know that. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got going. RN Invisible. Oh, Mike, come on. Okay, contribute to the poll here. Aaron's got it up. Should Aaron continue betting on a new goal? I'm going to vote no. And that is leading the way now. 65%, Aaron. So uh, we'll see what the people think of you and Let your the people decide. Let your the people financial, decide. exactly, the financial decisions. Um, what else can we get to here? Uh, sometimes I just write my stuff and uh, it, it's so messy right now. So I, I can't even go back to my sheet here and, and take a look. Uh, just looking at the time on ice tonight for the Oilers. And uh, I guess if you want to look at uh, a little bit of a positive by getting your butt kicked the way they did tonight, Connor McDavid only played 20 minutes. Uh, so it it did, you know, they, they maybe get a little bit more rest than, than usual. I don't know if that's really a good thing, but uh, Cam, you're, you're, you're Jay Woodcroft. What's the message to the room after this game? I don't really know where you begin. I think, I think like I kind of said earlier, you just got to kind of scrap the whole thing and let it go. Like whatever you did going into that game, whatever your nighttime before routine was, whatever your wake up thing was, whatever you ate for breakfast, whatever you got up to before the game, don't do that again. <laughs> Just completely, completely mix up your routine because whatever led to that effort was so bad. And I mean, there was so many, so many, unfortunately, bad things about it that it, you can't really beat Jay Woodcroft and co uh, the coaching staff and go into the video room and break it down and be like, oh, here are the things you guys missed. No, it was just that he didn't show up at all. So, I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's a motivation thing now. So, uh, I mean, I don't think it should be that hard for the coach to motivate the players. They There's a reason they're here. They're, they're motivated. They've come back after bad games plenty of times in the past they came back after those two shitty overtime losses to la and the other series so i imagine they'll come back again i don't think it's that hard if you're the coaching stuff my message and i think it needs to maybe go in the chat here too it's just one game it's one game of seven it counts for one you're down to one hey flush it we've seen this in playoffs for how many teams have you seen go on win the cup they got blown out before 
in it's a long playoffs. It's two months. Flush it down the drain. And it literally cannot get worse than that. So there's my positive right there. Knock that was wood. pretty bottom of the barrel. Yeah, knock, <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> uh, Jay Woodcroft in his post-game press conference saying the error performance was not good enough several times. So, <sighs> yes, uh, obviously, that, that's about it. Fired up as you're going to get Jay Woodcroft. Uh, I'm sure, you know, if you want motivation, scroll through Twitter. Just search Oilers and scroll through. There's a lot of people on the national side kind of cracking jokes, uh, calling uh, calling the team maybe not so good. So you'll get the motivation there if you want to find it. Uh, certainly, uh, we also saw in the chat here, I, I, he's the whipping boy in the fan base. His contract's always going to be the problem. You guys know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, Darnell Nurse getting to some criticism. If you want a criticism for his play, I'm all, I'm all good with it. But we don't need to bring up the contract. The contract's done. It's not going anywhere. You just Beat have to the accept dead it. Horse. Exactly. Beat the dead horse. If you keep saying the money thing, we all know the deal. It's enough. <laughs> accept it. Accept it, and and then yeah, break down his his plays if you want to. Uh, Coomzy, what did you think of Darnell Nurse, the nine million dollar man? Ah, there you are breaking up the contract. I can't help yourself. I can't help yourself. Nine point two five million dollars. Yeah, actually, yeah. to be fair, even more than nine million. I uh, <laughs> I've said this on the show before, before and time again. Uh, yeah, if you're watching him, you have to kind of divorce yourself from that contract and accept that it's happened. And I don't know. At the end of the day, some players make more cash than they should. Some make less than they probably should. Darnell Nurse isn't a number one defenseman in the NHL, but he still contributes positively to the Oilers. He still logs many minutes, and if there was somebody else playing those minutes, you could probably see a lot worse. Today wasn't the best game, but that was the case for everyone. You're not going to see, you know, if you're a defenseman of of his position, you're you're not really going to see someone in a good light in a game like that. Um, The the ice is clearly tilted in Vegas' direction. Nobody really looked good, especially the minute munching defenseman. That just is what it is. It's just it's just become too easy to criticize him. There are bad games and bad plays where specifically it's like, oh, nurse, you know, made a bonehead pinch. Why would you do that in that tight game? Or he made a bad pass in the defensive zone right up the middle, or weirdly lost a battle in front of the net. Sure, there's specific things, but this was just a bad game for everyone. I, I don't think it's worthwhile to single anyone out. Odin with maybe a great point here on Facebook. Let's just imagine three mil of his contract goes to Leon. There you <laughs> go. So Darnell Nurse is a $6 million man. Leon's 11. That was, literally, we're happy. That sure. was literally about to be my point. As I was going to say, <laughs> if we want to crunch the numbers here, just think some guys get paid more. Some guys don't get paid enough. And we go there. But I did have in my notes before this, Connor, I had literally wrote and quote, the chat's going to love this. And I hate it. But Darnell was bad. Yeah, he was. It was a rough game. I'm a Darnell supporter, but after tonight, I mean, I don't really have much to say. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I criticize him, and it, you know, a lot of the times it's deserved. But the contract, even though I brought it up, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm a hypocrite. I, I do that sometimes. Uh, one here, okay. So a couple people bringing it up. Too many. It's just one game. Mm-hmm. Just one game again. Four of those, and you're done. Yeah that those are that's a common thing you know you lose four games you're out but it is just one game and until you lose those four games then it becomes more i mean if the oilers come out and play like this again on wednesday then yeah you got a problem then then something's going on but for now it's one bad game if they bounce back and play like they did on monday sunday what day are we today Saturday. Monday, Saturday. Saturday? <laughs> Oof, tough one. Yeah, <laughs> right? I'm rattled now. Saturday, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, if they come back and bounce like that, then you say, okay, well, they they turned it around. They figured it out. It was just one bad game. So 
in the moment we're calling it one bad game. If it becomes two or three, then we'll say, yeah, it was uh, a bad stretch and not just that one game. Mitchell says Darnell is always bad. Ooh, you can't play hockey on your knees for 18 minutes and say, well, I played 27 minutes. What do you want? I don't know. I'm, Maybe I should have pre-read that one. Uh, <laughs> you guys, uh, earlier today, we saw the draft lottery go down. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks landing with the number one overall pick, which we know will be Connor Bedard. Uh, I, I know a lot of people didn't want to see the Chicago Blackhawks get him. There was a lot of people that said anyone but Chicago. Uh, he's going to go to a marquee franchise in the NHL now, and we'll see what happens. But uh, Coomsey, what were your thoughts when that happened? I don't like the Blackhawks at all, so I was disappointed that happened. Um I don't know. I was kind of hoping he would wind up in the Western or sorry, in the Eastern conference so that we didn't have a star in the West, but then also part of me kind of thought it would be cool if he was in the Pacific division on like a San Jose or an Anaheim. I don't know. Play the, play the good players and the good teams and head to heads. It makes it more fun. But uh, the one, the one thing I really wanted to see was him winding up in Montreal for what that would do to the Toronto Montreal rivalry. I thought that would have been fun, but ah, man, him on the Blackhawks, that kind of sucks. I'm not going to lie. Ugh. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know how I feel. I was, I kind of liked the idea of him, the world junior fan in me, of him and Mason McTavish teaming up. That was a cool image in my head. But then I think of the Pacific Division. No, I didn't want any part of that. Um, I do work on the Canucks Army and the Canucks show every day. So those guys have been talking about Bedard for the last (laughs) two months straight. So it was a little disappointing that they weren't able to bag that one. And I like the idea of the Eastern Conference. I did. I did think it'd be cool to see if he went to Columbus and like what that top line would look like, but I don't want to see Johnny Gaudreau do well, but Coombsy, unlike you, I do like the Blackhawks. I think that's a, you know, that's an original six franchise. It's kind of cool. He went there. Feels like a big changing of the guard because Patty Kane leaves. He steps in, you know, Taves, I think is done too right now. So that's kind of cool, but I mean, he's not in the Pacific, so I'll take that. Jeez, the uh, Canucks guys, can they get pick 11? So that's probably not what they wanted, but what can you do? Just the a Calgary- little bit off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Calgary Flames get 16. I, I'm kind of like you, Aaron. I wanted to see him in Anaheim, and then I wanted to see the Ducks like lure Austin Matthews from Toronto, and it just build that little super team down there. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens with Chicago. Obviously they're going to take them. There are some good players in this draft, but uh, Connor Bedard, the sweepstakes, he'll be going to the windy city and maybe he'll join Jonathan Taze. Maybe Patty Kane returns. Could you imagine that? Uh, could be a, an interesting skilled line, Aaron. No, you don't see it. I'm pretty sure he did an interview the other day and they asked him about it and he was like, they're rebuilding. It's <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, something about like I haven't even thought about it, but might have changed today though. Maybe, maybe actually, hey, how good is Connor Bedard? Uh, one thing I know is good, you guys, and that is Oodle Noodle. So, if you want to go for some lunch tomorrow, uh, eat your feelings, go to Oodle Noodle, and when you're there, you can pick up a Oilers Nation sticker, uh, from any of the Oodle Noodle locations in Edmonton and surrounding area. Definitely wanted to get that one in there for sure. Um, so what do you guys think? I mean, day off tomorrow, or they'll probably skate, obviously. Maybe, maybe lightly attended as some guys try to heal up. Uh, Aaron, uh, bounce back performance, you think, on Wednesday? Or or what do you think is going to go down? I think it has to be a bounce back performance. And I think you're going to see it from guys like Connor McDavid and Leon because they know the pressure's on them. They didn't have the ideal game. I kept seeing Mick turnover in here. So that was, that was something. And I mean – 
the thing with Drysdale for me is stop taking those stupid penalties, man. Like, stop doing that. You're the you're the best player in the world right now. I can't afford to have you sitting in the box for two minutes because you couldn't keep your cool and you wanted to slash him across wherever. So I think that they, they both know that. Like, they don't need to be told that. And I think I'll see those two specifically bounce back. And, I mean, I'm interested to see who the Vegas goalie is going to be. So, yeah, we'll find out. I'm optimistic. I hope my boy Rusty's in the chat. He's, t- he's taught me well. Optimism is key. What do you think, Coomzy? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling fine. I mean, uh, I know a lot of people don't love that it's a one-game thing, but they have rebound well after losses so far in these playoffs, and I don't think the they're going to put forward that kind of an effort or the Golden Knights are going to do. I don't even know if it was so much of them, if it was just Edmonton's effort tonight. I don't think the Golden Knights are going to shut down Edmonton's two big guns, two games in a row. Like, when was the last time those guys were both held off the score sheet in back-to-back games. Like, I don't know, like two, three years ago. Like, um, it's not really a thing that happened. So I would imagine they'll come back guns a-blazing in game four and not the series up at two, and then it's a three-game series. I think, uh, yeah, motivated for sure. Um, quick shout-out to Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. You can find them at one of their three locations in West Edmonton Mall, Leduc, or Spruce Grove. Find out more at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Uh, Coomzy, any lineup changes? I just saw it pop up in our chat here. Yamamoto out, Holloway in from It Wasn't Me 47. Would that be a, a bit too much of a, a panic move, you think? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Dylan Holloway had the rookie season in the NHL to warrant inserting him into the lineup in favor of... I mean, Kelly Yamamoto hasn't been fantastic this year by any stretch, but at this point, he's kind of a veteran NHL player who's scored goals in the past. He has a big goal in this uh, this playoff run, one against LA, so I don't know if it's time for that kind of move. I think you just go with the group that's gotten it done thus far and just expect they bring what they did bring in Game 2 and what they did bring in the LA series. I don't, I don't want any lineup changes. I mean, I'm not, I don't think putting in a rookie who hasn't played in the big club for how many weeks, months, whatever it is, is going to be the answer. I think the answer needs to come from internal. These guys know how they need to play. And I just don't, I don't want to put that on Dylan Holloway. And frankly, I don't get in thinking Yamo played bad. I mean, Hey, he took that stick to the face. You, they, they make that call and we're singing a lot different tune here about Yamamoto right now. Uh, how about Matthias Janmark? I know he took the skate today. Uh, I mean, if you're going to bring him, do you go 12-6? Philip Robert, I think, played like nine minutes tonight. Uh, Cam, any consideration there? I don't know. That's a weird one. Um, I, I, I kind of thought, based on the injury in game one, that he was going to be out for an extended period of time. So I hadn't really put too much thought about the possibility of him coming back. But I think you would like to try and get him back in the lineup. But I don't love the idea of them going away from the seven defenders. I don't want Vinny Darnay's playing that many minutes at even strength it's great to have him around for the pk but i think he gets exposed a little bit at five on five so i like to run the 11 7 but i'm not really sure who to bring out that's a that's a tough one and it's funny because then mitchell says what are your thoughts about nemo Linen in aaron i mean i i think nemo Linen had been passed already by broberg and Vinny de arnay I, I i don't know if that's a move i'd be going with at this juncture i mean game four is pretty important when was the last time nemo Linen played an nhl game <sighs> exactly that's exactly. I would not ride with that. I'd go with our guys. I am the idea of Yanmark coming in. I'm very okay with fun fact. I ran into Yanmark at Greta during the first round and he told me, quote, Oh, I'll be back. 
Oh, I'll be back. <laughs> so I've been kind of waiting for this for the whole time. Maybe he's a guy that I would consider taking Yamo out for, but I agree with Cam. I want to rock with 11 and 7. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you guys. And to answer your question, it was January 7th against Colorado. He played three and a half minutes. So yeah. um, it's been a while. I think it'd be tough. You throw him out there. But I mean, if he was better than Dayarnay or Broberg, I think he would be out there and he would have been down the stretch. But it just didn't work out for him. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, going forward here. Um, before we get going, got to give a big shout out to our title sponsor, Boston Pizza, and the playoff menu powered by Fanalytics. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any good Fanalytics for tonight, but uh, I just want to say if you're going to go there, check out the brand new menu. They got winged ribs, they got the pizza flight that's three six inch pizzas. I mean, that's that's tempting any time of the week. Uh, the triple play, bandera bread, tie bites, cactus cup potatoes garlic parmesan fries deep fried pickle wedges not for me but i highly request or uh, expect people to go there and give them a go uh do you guys have a go-to when you go to boston pizza aaron start with you i mean i've been going there my whole life so i mean as a kid it was the boston brute yeah as kind of a middle age i was hitting the jambalaya fettuccine my pizza is maybe like the spicy pierogi but that triple play man I went there recently to Boston Pizza, and it was fantastic. So my analytics tonight is if you want to feel better right now, go stop over at Cost and Pizza and go check it out. Coomsy, you got a favorite menu item? Yeah, I've always been a pierogi pizza guy, but I wish yeah. they'd bring back that. Remember when they had that uh, starting starting lineup appetizer platter thing where you got like six different things? They had the wings on there with the cactus cuts and the 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 bandera bread and all that that was so good i wish they would bring that back that was my go-to maybe we have an in now and maybe we yeah, can uh, try and make that happen i mean hint hint they negotiated the uh, cost and pizza name so maybe we can make it you happen. guys want to meet you guys want to meet in 30 minutes yeah, yeah. Let's, get, uh, let's get the let's get the tree living on the phone right now and uh see if we can make a deal yeah i think i think we can do something like uh 200 likes on this video and maybe we'll take it to run it up the pole and see if we can uh, get that to land. Uh, yeah. Boston beats a great stuff going on there and uh, yeah, good beers, good food, good place to watch a game. If you're not heading down to Greta, we recommend it. And there's just BPs all over the city. So we'll find a spot that'll do you well. Okay. Uh, before we wrap up here, just one more time. Wilhock beef jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. They'll take orders of any size. Only the finest tasting meats earn the Wilhock name. Find out more at wilhockbeefjerky.com. And uh, we'll get a prediction for the next game and a Betway prop bet as well. Cam, okay, starting with you. I think the Oilers bounce back with a 4-2 to two win in game four. And my prop bet would be Ryan Nugent Hopkins, anytime scorer. But Aaron's not allowed to use that because you're cursed. I am. I'm going to go with a four-three victory. So I think that covers the over if it's six and a half. But the people have spoken, and I don't think I'm going to be hammering a Ryan Nugent Hopkins anytime goal. So maybe we sprinkle on somebody, somebody lighter. I've been playing with the Bouchard like just point five points in a lot of parlays. So he's been doing that, and I could see a bounce back game for Bouch because yeah, really. I mean, I got to knock on wood because I said it earlier, but I don't think it can get worse for him there. But yes, thank you, Kim. Learn the knock on wood. Unanimous around the city for that one. We've seen scary things here, man. (laughs) We've seen dark things. Okay, predictions here. Uh, Mitchell says 5-3 Oilers. That's actually what I'm going with as well, Mitchell. And uh, I'm going to try the opposite. I'm going to say under 0.5 goals for Nuge. 
and prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Nuge. Reverse it. We'll see what happens. Uh, Odin says four, three, and two goals from Nuge. Odin, hopefully you have better luck than Aaron and I do. Hopping into the YouTube chat here. Six, three, Knights. Oh, that's a prediction. We got five, two, Knights. We got Vegas fans jumping in, I think. That's okay. As long as you're here for every post game. Not just when the team wins. You got to come back when they lose. That's the only rule for us. Uh, Matthew says, hope will never die. Squishies for breakfast says 3-1 Oilers. Uh, Steven says 3-1 McDavid Hattie. He's going to be doing heavy lifting in that one. And uh, we've also got Angel, the Kings fan. Welcome back, Angel. I think 3-1 Vegas if you don't play Campbell. And 6-4 if you play Campbell. I mean, he did get a lot of, he got a lot of run support. So maybe. why is he involved in the five goal difference? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> three, one Vegas. If Oh, sorry. Sorry. Three, one Vegas. If you don't play Campbell six, four, Oh, if you oil, if you play Campbell, yeah. you know, so they, they, they only score one goal because Campbell's in that, but then the other score six goals if Campbell is in that. Don't argue yeah. with the logic, Cam. Don't argue with the logic. Ah, sure. <laughs> he gets run support and uh, he plays my, a great first pass. Yeah, great, you know what? <laughs> he scores three. <laughs> he plays the puck. He gets a hat trick. Uh, I yeah. The, the chat goes crazy sometimes. We need like a save function because even when you hold it on my phone, it just keeps moving, so I lose my place. But uh, Angel, I think what we get what you're putting out there. And uh, yes, you have been here. Oh, underage kid says twelve nothing Vegas. Man, that would that would be a fun Oilers Nation after dark. What would we talk about? What would you put for the good? Nothing. <laughs> I would just <laughs> I would sit here like this say. and we just, just stare at the camera for Sit in silence for forty five minutes. Just. <laughs> Did you guys see uh, Steve Dangle's reaction to the May Police at all? No, we just like laughed like that would be it. We just laugh and like punch the air and stuff like that. Um, Close my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was it. See you guys. As bad uh, as this game was, at least you're not down three nothing to the Florida Panthers. Yeah, on the road too. Ooh. Could be Optimism. worse, guys. Could be worse. All right, uh, that'll that'll do it for tonight's edition of Oilers Nation After Dark, presented by Boston Pizza's Playoff Menu, powered by Fanalytics. Of course, big shout out to Will Hawk Beef Jerky, Cornerstone Insurance, AMA Travel, Nation Gear. If you want to get your shirt, check out nationgear.ca or head to the Oilers Watch Party on Friday. Aaron will be there. Uh, they've got the pop up shop. He'll be giving away all sorts of prizes. Also, Oodle Noodle. You can get your Oilers Nation sticker if you go there for lunch tomorrow or dinner or just a snack right now if you want make sure you grab your Oilers Nation sticker throw it on your car and again Boston Pizza Betway as well 19 plus have some fun bet responsibly for Cam Aaron myself and all the fine folks at Oilers Nation thank you guys for tuning in tonight we'll be back on Wednesday hopefully talking about a 2-2 series have a good night everyone Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.